Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that shows you how to become the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Steve Wershing. You're exposed to lots of marketing ideas, and if you're like most advisors, you commit to implementing some number of them each year. But one of the most common mistakes advisors make is that the the marketing activities don't comprise an annual plan, but are more a collection of one-off events, an email blast, an article, a blog post, a client event. They communicate different messages. They're more like individual standalone projects, and that misses an enormous opportunity. In this episode, Julie and I discuss the benefits of coordinating your marketing into campaigns. Organizing activities around a theme reinforces the message and creates multiple impressions that can systematically raise interest in a group of clients or prospects in a specific idea that ultimately inspire them to take action. We discuss how organizing your marketing and communications efforts into just a few campaigns per year can produce a lot more results from the same number of marketing activities because of the cumulative effect of reinforcing and building on a message. It's a valuable conversation about how to get a lot more return on the same marketing investment. And so here's my conversation with Julie about organizing your marketing activity into campaigns. So, Steve, one of the things that we've been talking a lot about lately is how we can take concepts that feel really big for advisors and try to make them simpler (laughs) because there's so many good ideas out there that can be overwhelming. Uh, And and one of those, I think, is really mapping out the communications plan in a way that isn't just engaging for clients but also helps to attract – uh, you know, add value for centers of influence or, or attract new business. And one of the things that I've observed that really got me thinking about this is that we hear so many different ideas, right? Here's a great communications sure. yep. idea, do this yep. webinar, send this, do that, do that. And, and you can feel, first of all, overwhelmed, but you can also feel like you're just throwing things against a wall and seeing what sticks yeah. without ever really giving it the time to, to work. Okay. And so one of the things that that we've been recommending to a few advisors that I've talked to lately who've really been experiencing this is rather than thinking about tactics that I can put in place, think more about a few key themes that you'll focus on over the course of the year. So, and then integrate the tactic so it's more of a, a longer term in-depth message that you're delivering. And, and so, I mean, I can, I can give you a, a couple of examples, but would you agree that you see this yeah. with a lot of advisors? Oh, sure. And, you know, I, th- I think one of the challenges in terms of, of pro- broadcasting messages and, and, you know, as a way of enhancing your, uh, your public presence, I think one of the challenges is that I see a lot of advisors will just, um, they'll just send all kinds of ideas out there that don't mm-hmm. really have relationship to each other or any organization. So, you know, oh, this one's about about cash management and oh, this one's about investments and this one's about tax strategy. And one of the challenges there is that people can't get to know you for anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think organizing it like you're suggesting makes an awful lot of sense. To, to tell, tell me how you, would, how you would approach that. Sure. So, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a real life example. There's a lot of different ways to do this, but I think about this as thinking in terms of campaigns instead of tactics. Okay. 
So for this particular advisor that I'm thinking about, um, deals with a lot of high net worth clients, which we both know is not a niche. It's an amount of money, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> right. but did. Um, but as a result, as we talked about the needs of those clients, there were a few things that came up. One was around philanthropic giving. A lot of them were having conversations about legacy. And, and so that was a, a big part of what he wanted to help them think about. There were also a lot of conversations in his case about family owned businesses just happened to be part of, of who he dealt with. So Rather than too many things, we said, okay, let's define what a campaign looks like and do it twice over okay. the next year with different topics. So philanthropic giving, it really looked like this. We sat down for about an hour, Googled the topic, <laughs> and identified three articles that were credible, that were focused on that theme, and would really resonate with, with his clients. That was step one. Okay. Step two, take one of those articles, email it out to clients, summarize the key points. Found this article, thought you'd find it of interest. Here's what I learned from it, and then provide a link to that article. Um, at the bottom, always love the idea of, of making it shareable, so making it easily shareable with anyone else. So that went out. Two okay. weeks later, another article on the same topic goes out. You know, I've been continuing to look at this issue. I know you find this of, of particular interest, thought you'd find this article of interest. Now, rather than just sending the article to the clients, we were thinking about all the different ways that that could be leveraged. So the same article went on social media and okay. the same article went out to centers of influence and to prospects where this would be relevant. Not to okay. every prospect, but where it was relevant. So a single article was getting leveraged in a lot of different ways. Now, when you say, when you say article, you know, when yeah. they were posting it to social media, tell me a little bit more about, about how they did that. So in this case, it was just a simple link. So really, they were curating content at this okay. phase of the campaign. Okay, great. Identifying three <clears throat> great articles, just one out, just as we might say, saw a great article in the New York Times or what have you now. There's firewall issues we need to think about, by the way, if we want to get into the real tactics. Um, there are organizations like Advisor Stream who have found great ways to get past that. But, but really, that's all it was, uh, just sending out articles on the same topic. So it was reinforcing what you were seeing on social right. was the same thing that you were seeing in your inbox. And, and I like that. I like, I, I like there are two things that you're saying that I really like. One is that um, utilizing it multiple ways and mm -hmm. coming up with multiple ideas so that, you know, you can stretch the idea a bit. And I also love the idea of curating content so that, you know, that, that you can broadcast messages of value and, and you're not necessarily responsible for having to dream all of it up yourself. That's exactly right. And, and this is, when you start thinking in terms of campaigns, I'm also interested at, at how client communications and new business development start to become one and the same. You're just leveraging it in different right. ways. Right. So, so what he had done is he'd found these three articles. So the first two went out in that way being leveraged. The third one again went out about a month later, continuing to add some value. The only difference with the third article is he just included a PS on the email that said, um, I'm going to be inviting someone into the office to do a small roundtable conversation on, a, it was a particular charitable organization, actually, is what they had invited. So it was just a way of talking about legacy and highlighting some, some need. You know, I'll be sending you an invitation shortly. 
Next communication was an invitation to the round table. We've, we've got this, this, this individual coming out. Again, went to centers of influence, went to prospects. You're welcome to invite anyone uh, who's, who's really thinking about legacy at this time in their lives, which of course most of their friends were. Um, so then the event was held. It was small. It was just a, again, boardroom style okay. workshop. Okay. But, and we've talked about this idea of leverage, again, leveraged everything. So they asked if they could videotape it. Uh, the speaker said yes. So they videotaped it. They took some clips of the video that they could then post online. Um, they had someone in the office uh, just listen in and write down the three or four, maybe it could have been five key points, and they used that as another takeaway. So they've got all these little pieces of information. Uh, they sent a follow-up at that point to clients. So if you couldn't come, here's what we learned. Here's maybe a clip of what, uh, what you missed on that day, uh, but still continually reinforcing and continually um, looking at ways to leverage to drive growth at the same time as, as engaging clients. And then, of course, the last step was pretty obvious. They had, they had some new relationships to follow up with at that point. So sure. their centers of influence, and, and it was just inviting them in for a conversation. So this whole campaign was about eight weeks in total. And the thinking is, if, if you can define what a campaign looks like. Now, I talked about articles and in live session. That could have been sending links to TED Talks. It could have been a workshop. It could have been no live part of it, just a webinar. That, that's, it's just picking the, the tactics that make sense for you. But you start to create some efficiency because a campaign is clear. Right. Now, in the second half of the year, they could replicate that entire campaign. But in that case, they were focused on transitioning family-owned businesses looked up three articles, sent yeah. it set, and on yeah. and on it went. That felt to me like a more efficient and better use of time. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a whole lot that I really like about that, that idea. First is that as we, you know, we've spoken before about the challenge of, of coming up with, you know, message after message to yeah. keep your name in front of people. And, and this way you can come up with one idea. Yep but address it a lot of different ways. And I've, I've seen, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've seen advisors who they'll write an article or they'll go in for an interview someplace and they want to, they want to cover every point. Yep. And so the, it's just packed with, with information. And, and that there are two problems with that. Obviously one is that you give so much that no, nobody can remember all of it afterwards. It's just, <laughs> it's too much. And you, and right. you don't have the opportunity to go into any of them. Yeah deep enough, deeply enough to, to really explore that and, and help people understand how it may have relevance to them. Um, but the other thing is it's wasteful, you know, you, because, you know, if you have eight talking points in, in an interview, well, that, that could actually be eight different things. And so mm -hmm. there's a big opportunity that, that you're missing in there. So I, I, and I really, and, and I also really like how, you know, the way that you set that up, um, leverages all kinds of different media and a number of different kinds of marketing opportunities by by leveraging that same idea. Yeah, and 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 you you say this right, you get known for something. So right. I think right. I I do think that helps. Now I think that's also the concern that many advisors have with this kind of approach because the natural objection is 
but I do so many different things and I can help in so many different ways and I can't possibly not explain all of those things. And, and I get that. I think it's natural. But I just think that if you can truly go deep on a few key things, it's much better than just going lightly at, at everything that you can think right. about. Right. I agree. I, you know, it's, um, it's that ability to go deep that really proves your expertise. You know, ex mm. experts are not people who know all kinds of things about all kinds of things. You know, experts are people who know everything about, a, you know, a specific kind of thing. Right. And, and so I think this is, this is part of, I was going to say this is part of a trend, but really what I think it is is I think it's part of a trend I hope we see, um, okay. which, is, which is thinking about uh, client communications and, and marketing or new business development as uh, largely a single activity, maybe not completely, but largely looking for ways to leverage what you're doing with clients to, to drive growth. And I do think that if we start thinking along these lines, it's pushing advisors or maybe someone on their team to start thinking more about some of the tools that we might need to understand. Uh, so just getting, you know, MarTech is a big deal right now. So understanding more about, do you have an email distribution system to track what you're sending out to clients and understand who's read it and understanding what's really resonating. Do you have a way to easily videotape things and edit things? You know, I, I think it can make your head spin around, but you sure. don't need to understand all of those things right away. But I, I think this is going to be one of the, the differentiators for some firms going forward. Yeah. And so where, where would you, if, if you were going to um, recommend an advisor pursue this, how would you recommend that they get started on this kind of thing? Well, I mean, you could, you can start simple both in terms of picking a theme, you know, so pick one theme, just think about something that that's important um, and, and then identify the specific tactics that you think would make sense for you. So if I were starting simply, I would focus on curated content, like you say, why not? Uh, so find, find some articles and, and send those out and then maybe do a webinar instead of a live presentation. I mean, pick things with, with the path of least resistance, but you're still generating some significant value. Um, but then as I, as I got used to that, uh, I would begin to think about some of the tools to make that a little more effective. So I would be looking at having either the the function of my current email distribution system which may have a lot of this built in but just understanding um, what's going out can you track opens can you you know really understand what's resonating with clients I think we've got to look to technology to do this well I know you've um, you know you've also read a lot of um, uh, Jeff Walker's work uh, mm -hmm. with product launch strategy and and things and 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 you're reminding me of um, of you know how he goes about developing mm -hmm. a webinar that people will come to and can you can you tell us a little bit about that approach if you remember about um, how to develop a topic by by uh, soliciting feedback from people. Well, I mean, there was a, I'm remembering a couple of different things in terms of what he said. So you, you may have a different recollection of this, but there was, you know, simply the method of talking to clients and asking them what are the three big things on their mind and then using that as the basis 
So, uh, you know, you, you ask people what their biggest challenges are, you turn those results into a simple webinar that you deliver that answers the question. You use that webinar as the basis to ask additional questions, learn more, and that becomes the second webinar. So, yeah, there are, there are a number of different people out there who have some pretty tried and true methods of, of, of uh, building campaigns, which I think are interesting. But the, when you think about it, the basics are pretty simple, right? Yeah, right, Ask exactly. what people care about, and then, and then don't try to do something huge. Just jump online, invite a few people, share the link, and, and before you know it, you've got 10, 15, and, and then it grows from there. That's yeah. all you need to start. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and I like the idea that you bring up about having, having a theme behind it, about mm-hmm. you know, exploring, exploring themes from a couple different angles. It reminded me of um, somebody else that you and I have both bumped into, uh, and that's uh, Tamsin Webster, mm-hmm. who is a speaking coach that, uh, that we've both had contact with. And she has, you know, her, her, her concept is the red thread. And so when she talks about giving your presentations and things, there's always that one storyline that runs through everything that ties it all together that, you know, you, you come back to. And, um, you know, if you can, if you can organize the campaigns or organize, uh, organize campaigns around whatever that single concept or single stream of concept mm-hmm. is for you, then again, it, it's, it's a way to become known for something. It's a way to be associated with a, a particular kind of client or a particular problem that you can solve and, um, you know, help sort of clarify in people's minds or remind them when they should be referring you or mentioning to you or mentioning you to people or, you know, calling you if, if they come across that problem themselves. It's, it's, it's right. We need to make it easier for clients, I think. And I, right. I think that is what the Red Thread does. We can put a link to Tamsin's work. She, she does some great stuff. If you're, if you're looking at developing content or, or presentations in particular, she's the content person. She doesn't do the presentation coaching so much as the content. And, oh, okay. and you're right. It's the, it's that, that theme that, that runs throughout everything that you do. So if I find you online, it should feel uh, consistent with what I see on your website. If it's different, it creates this, uh, it's, it's incongruous and, and, and that is confusing to people. So the more that we can make it easy to refer and the more that you can become known for a couple of different things doesn't mean you don't do other kinds of work. We're really talking about uh, marketing. But I would also say that this is, I think this is more valuable for your clients uh, because we're dealing with topics that are uh, big often. So if it's philanthropic giving or defining your legacy or, you know, transitioning family-based businesses, this doesn't happen in an article. I haven't figured it out because you sent me something from HBR. Uh, But if over a period of time, you've actually pulled me through and helped me understand, that's different. That's value. And that's what I'll talk to friends and family about. Yeah. And also, I think it can clarify who you are if if it projects a, if you have a particular way of looking at the world or if you have a particular system that you 've developed for clients to help mm-hmm. them make decisions or to organize their finances that um, you know that that projecting that and reinforcing that you know if, if people if people come to understand how you approach problems or that di- a disciplined way of approaching things, all these things can reinforce that you know that's that 's another way of um, of helping remind people, you know, of having you come to mind when people, 
you know, say, well, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should call Julie about this because I know that, you know, she has this way of approaching that and that, you know, that would be, you know, maybe, maybe this is a good time to ask her about this. Yeah. And that doesn't happen if you've just mentioned it once or sent me, sent me an article. I've, it's, I think we hope our clients understand what we stand for, but I, I think we need to be more intentional about this. Yeah. But, and, and so as much as this is about delivering value, uh, I think it's about efficiencies, like where we started. This is about taking big concepts and saying, okay, how can we break this down and just make it easier? What's right. the, how can I dip my toe in the water? Well, looking out over the next 12 months and saying, I'm going to do two clear campaigns. Each is eight weeks, one's in the first half, one's in the second half. If that's all you did, frankly, you'd have done a lot and probably a lot more than than many advisors. Yeah. Yep. I think that's great. I think that's a great way to approach it. Excellent. So, so what, if you were talking to a, a client about this, and, and we've talked about content generally, and I think some of the, uh, some of the next steps for leveraging content generally apply in this case. So it's a, it's a bit of an overarching theme in some of the conversations that you and I are having these days. But um, I'm thinking that just figuring out what that theme is, is probably the first step. Uh, and then, and then not making it too grand, just mapping out. I have a, a visual that I can post uh, just in the show notes as well that just shows the, the flow of a campaign. So that might be the kind of thing where you could yeah. start and, and try to fill in the blanks. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. And I, you know, I think if, if you're going to sit down to think about what kinds of things you can send out to think about your communication strategy or those things, I think it makes a lot, I think it's a lot more productive to think about major themes as opposed to individual tactical yeah. messages. Because every time you send one of those out, you've got to come up with a new one tomorrow. If you think about a theme, which I don't think is any harder than coming up with a particular tactic, right? Um, then it then it gives you an opportunity to to like you're saying, have organize a whole campaign around it. So you have multiple messages, multiple media, um, and so you can get way more mileage out of it. You come up with, as you said, two two good ideas and you can that's you you can do that that can be your whole year it could be yeah and then maybe you go quarterly after that but look i think we need to give ourselves a break with some of this stuff there's so much coming at advisors there's so much we can do so let's just i I like uh where where you and i have been chatting lately about how do we just break this down and try to make it a little simpler so in this case it's the campaign yeah that's great that's a brilliant idea um, well, thank you for that, Julie. That's a that's 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 an excellent idea. I think it fits in with a lot of other stuff that we've been talking about. And um, always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, I'm hoping to uh, explore more of these with you very soon. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. Thanks so much for joining us.